got her young gang. All right. Awesome. Way to start this particular podcast. <laughs> Hi, honey. Are you awake? Um, a little. A little. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like almost lunchtime, right? It's a holiday. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, are you ready to hear a tale? A tale full of evil and waiting for shit to happen. I mean, I guess. Okay. Today we're going to be going through the book called uh, Halle Baba Baba Crook. Um, so just to give you a little bit of background information, Hobby Baba Baba Crook uh, was 69th of the 420 prophets. What? And uh, he existed supposedly around the time that Jerry did in this fictional tale. Uh, Hobby Baba Crook um, wonders why God won't do shit about all the bad shit happening. And God says, listen, don't worry, bitch. Evil is always going to shoot itself in the foot. And then God also reinforces that he's got this shit handled and idols ain't going to do jack squat about it. Holly Baba is uh, satisfied with this whole evil's going to shoot itself later uh, answer and ultimate solution to all the evil and bad shit happening in the world. And so Holly Baba Crook is going to just wait for God to let evil off itself. The end. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that short. That was a lot. Listen, I now understand what the correct answer to why doesn't God stop all this suffering? Because God is just letting evil shoot itself in the face. I thought it was a foot. Foot, face, dick. It doesn't. I mean, it's all the same thing. It's going to die of an infection because God don't believe in medicine. He just believes in miracles. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, heathens? How y'all doing? doing? So, apparently, I got everything wrong. In everything. The, in every, everything. <laughs> everything. That's not the general summation of Happy Baba Cook? Mm, not, well, no. Okay. Not really. I kind of feel like Habba Baba Cook, Cook, Cook is like Benedict Cumberbatch as a Bible chapter. <laughs> cannot believe you said is that his real name well yeah actually i don't even know what his real name is now because we fuck it up so much well uh benadryl calendar stitch is uh, a staple (laughs) 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 this is why because every time we say his name we say something different and it's never the real thing but i don't know even what the real thing is anymore his his real name is benedict cumberbatch Uh uh-huh yeah disagree (laughs) (laughs) so today we're actually going to go over the entire book which sounds like a lot but it's not it's only three chapters of habakkuk now habakkuk is the eighth of the 12 minor prophets in the bible oh okay and habakkuk has a pretty legit question for god and the first two chapters of this are Um, God and Habakkuk having a conversation, Yahweh God and and Habakkuk having a conversation. And the third chapter is Habakkuk's um, praise, like prayer that he writes for God that can be sung and rejoiced and whatever. Right. Okay. Um, So Habakkuk at this time, like, like John said, uh, is supposedly a contemporary in Jeremiah's time. Mm -hmm. And so they're both prophets here, but, we don't really have any actual, like, 
story at all of Habakkuk prophesying to people. Okay. Right? So, but he looks around. He sees all the shit that's going around in Judah and Israel and in, you know, their region over there. And all the bad shit that's happening, right? That's Mm -hmm. definitely not in line with God things. And so he has, he, you know, he sees different nations coming in and killing Israelites, um, taking them off to slavery, doing, you know, he's, he sees those kinds of things happening and he doesn't understand why God is not protecting his people who are, Mm -hmm. even though they've done wrong, which he admits, um, he doesn't understand why they're, though they're God's people and more righteous, why the bad guy always seems to win. It's a good question. Yeah. So Habakkuk poses the question to God, essentially. That's, that's what this chapter is, or what this uh, book is about. Okay. Yeah. So are you ready? I am totes ready. Okay. The prophecy that Habakkuk the prophet received. How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Or cry out to you violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that the justice is perverted. And so God responds here. You ready? Mm-hmm. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe. Even if you were told, I am raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings, not their own. They are a feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honor. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their cavalry gallops headlong. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swooping to devour. They all come intent on violence. Their hordes advance like a desert wind and gather prisoners like sand. They mock kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all fortified cities. By building earthen ramps, they capture them. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on, guilty people whose own strength is their God. Uh, And this is Habakkuk again, right? Mm -hmm. Lord, are you not from everlasting? My God, my Holy One, you will never die. You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent when the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? You have made people like fish in the sea, like the sea creatures that have no ruler. The wicked foe pulls all of them up with hooks. He catches them in his net. He gathers them up in his dragnet, and so he rejoices and is glad. Therefore, he sacrifices to his net and burns incense to his dragnet. For by his net, he lives in luxury and enjoys the choicest food. Is he to keep on emptying his net, destroying nations without mercy? I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Now I have to stop here for just a second because one of the footnotes in this particular verse, Mm -hmm. everywhere that they say it, 
here. It can also be described because here's the here's the line again. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Mm-hmm. It can also be translated as though he linger, wait for him. He will certainly come and will not delay. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't know. I kind of thought that was interesting because they're they're talking about a revelation here so they translate it to it in this version mm-hmm. but i think it's interesting that the the revelation could be a him right mm-hmm. see the enemy is puffed up his desires are not upright but the righteous person will live by his faithfulness indeed wine betrays him he is arrogant and never at rest because he is as greedy as the grave and like death is never satisfied, he gathers to himself all the nations and takes captive all the peoples. Will not all of them taunt him with ridicule and scorn, saying, Woe to him who piles up stolen goods and makes himself wealthy by extortion. How long must this go on? Will not your creditors suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you will become their prey, because you have plundered many nations. The peoples who are left will plunder you, for you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. So basically we're starting out here and and God's telling him that the nations who have gone through and killed a whole bunch of people and taken all of their shit, Mm -hmm. those who are left will come and do the same to them. He's basically saying they're going to get theirs. That's kind of the purpose of this. It seems like they're doing great. Right. But like anybody who builds their empire essentially this way is going to get fucked up. Okay. Okay. Woe to him who builds his house by unjust gain, setting his nest on high to escape the clutches of ruin. You have plotted the ruin of many peoples, shaming your own house and forfeiting your life. The stones of the wall will cry out and the beams of the woodwork will echo it. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by injustice. Has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labor is only fuel for the fire, that the nations exhaust themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbors, pouring it from the wineskin till they are drunk so that he can gaze on their naked bodies. (laughs) Is that why you you get people drunk? (laughs) I'm going to get drunk and look at all these naked people. (laughs) You will be filled with shame instead of glory. Oh, no. Uh Uh-huh. Now it is your turn. Drink and let your nakedness be exposed. Don't do that. Don't drink and expose your genitals to people. (laughs) That's usually not a good thing to do. It's it's a crime. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. The cup from the Lord's right hand is coming around to you, and disgrace will cover your glory. The violence you have done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, and your destruction of animals will terrify you, for you have shed human blood, and you have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. I think it's really interesting how he's like, your destruction of animals will terrify you. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't... (laughs) To me, and this is how I'm just reading this on the surface, destroying animals is kind of a thing that God likes sacrifice yeah. like tens of thousands at a time. Mm-hmm. This seems like not a problem. I don't see why it would be a problem, but you know, many times in the Bible, they're like, Oh, this is a problem. And it's like, it's never been a problem before. Why is it a fucking problem now? Of course they could be talking about how, um, 
the soldiers come in from other places and just kill everybody's animals versus sacrifice. You know what I mean? Um, usually they take the animals for the, they don't usually just kill them all. They don't, they normally take them. No, I guess they do sometimes. Kill well, them. I, I mean, there was one time in, uh, ex Exodus maybe, or, or maybe, or maybe numbers or something like that. Anyways, they were going to kill an entire group of people and they decided not to kill all the animals and, um, they got in trouble with God. So, on occasion, God wants everything slaughtered. On other occasions, they want to keep some people, like small pubescent, pubescent girls. Well, that's true. Here's the other thing. He seems to be like, he seems to be denigrating these foreign lands, particularly um, Babylon, right? Mm-hmm. For doing this, going into places, t- killing people, taking their shit, taking their animals, taking their land. Um, and it's interesting because that's what the Israelites did. That's exactly what the Israelites did. (laughs) These people are evil. They're going in, killing everybody, taking their animals and their young little girls and their shit and building their houses on their land. Wait, hold on. This is sounding way too familiar here. It's bad because they're doing it to us, to us. That's the only reason why it's bad. But it was fine when we did it to them. And I told you to context is very important. People. (laughs) Anything done to us is bad, and we can do anything we want to you. See, it's all fair. It's just like Republicans. <laughs> and Babylon is the liberal capital. <laughs> okay. So and now God is going to reinforce to Habakkuk that he's in control. You ready? Mm-hmm. Of what value is an idol carved by a craftsman or an image that teaches lies? For the one who makes it trusts in his own creation. He makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says wood come to life or to a lifeless stone wake up. Mm-hmm. And John and I were actually just talking about this before we uh, before we started recording is like the lifeless stone wake up thing kind of made me think of Moses when he tapped on the rock. And water came out. And water came out. Now, it's not the same as like the rock talking you know what i mean although inanimate objects have like the burning bush right right so i guess god uses this because water comes from the stone the rock Mm -hmm. which is life water is life and so i guess i just i don't know (laughs) it it's an i guess this is another one of those instances where it's really silly when they when someone else does it but Mm -hmm. when they do it it's fine right yeah Mm mm-hmm because they they get a double standard. Yeah. Can it give guidance? This is the this is the wood that they say to speak or the idols, right? Can mm-hmm. the idols give guidance? Is it covered it is covered with gold and silver and there is no breath in it. The Lord in his holy is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. So that is the end of the conversation between it's not the end of the book here, but it's the end of right. the conversation between Yahweh and Habakkuk. And Habakkuk seems pretty satisfied with this answer. Basically, he says, why does all this bad shit happen? And you punish the righteous with the less, like, not even with the less righteous, but with the evil. Right. Because the righteous made a mistake. This doesn't make any sense to me. And God says, well, they sinned, so they basically deserved it. But don't (laughs) worry, because the uh, evil will always get theirs. Mm -hmm. Right? They're they're always they're basically going to destroy themselves. They will shoot themselves in the dick foot. 
That's not a thing. <laughs> so Habakkuk seems pretty satisfied with this answer. So mm-hmm. he decides he's going to um, write a prayer for to praise God, right? Um, and it says, um, it says here in the thing in uh, verse one of chapter three, it says a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on Shagoyneth. Now, I had to look this up because um, when you look at the footnote, it basically just says it's a probably a literary or musical term. <laughs> Thanks. That's not helpful. It is actually a musical term. It's a Hebrew word that means to praise with strong emotion and impassioned triumph. Okay. Oh, so this would be akin to those like, um, oh, what are those high energy like congregations? Uh, Bab- Baptists, like the Hellfire Baptist preachers. Oh, just the um. Well, I guess it could be um. I mean, I don't know. It depends. You know, I'm just talking about you know the congregations where they get like really high energy. Yeah, and they bounce around and they literally vibrate into another dimension. <laughs> I'm t- uh, like, I feel like that word could be used to describe these people. I think you're talking maybe about Pentecostals. Mm, yeah. What? I mean, there I are think other, the, like, there are church, church of God is a really high energy, like, speaking in tongues kind of, but uh, Pentecostals are also, like, the vibrating, like, the one, like, the ones you see, you know, the, the beginning of True Blood, mm-hmm. the church scene that they show, is that who you're talking about? Uh, probably. That's kind of Pentecostal like. Yeah. Aren't the Pentecostals, like, the ones that handle snakes and shit too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not all Crazy. of them. No, not all of them, especially now. F- snake handling is certainly fringe. Right. But there there are Pentecostals who are snake handlers, yes. <laughs> snake handling's fringe. Dumb. You mean dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So are you ready to hear his uh, song, his prayer? Oh, sing it. I'm No, I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to – do you want to sing it? Why do they call it a song? Like, I well, guess in here they call it a prayer. Here. But sh- I'll sing it as a country song. It's kind of long. Is it? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, you can sing it if you want to. Okay, I'll try. Do you want if me- it gets a little too here, boring. Give me, the, give me the uke. <laughs> I'll strum the uke while you sing. Okay. I cannot play the uke. I'll preface it with this. <clears throat> Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Timon, the Holy One from Mount Paran. Paran. Timon. Paran. Paran. His glory covered the heavens, and his praise filled the earth. His splendor was like the sunrise, rays flashed from his hands. Holy shit, he's like Iron Man. (laughs) Where his power was hidden, plague went before him. Pestilence followed in his steps. He stood and shook the earth. That's a big motherfucker right there. Mm-hmm. He looked and made the nations tremble. 
The ancient mountains crumbled, and the age-old hills collapsed, but he marches on forever. There's no chorus. This is a shitty song. (laughs) I saw the tents of Cushion in distress, the dwellings of Midian in anguish. Were you angry with the rivers, Lord? Was your wrath against the streams? Did your rage against the sea? When you rode your horses and your chariots to victory, you uncovered your bow, you comfort many arrows, you split the earth with rivers. The mountains you saw and writhed, torrents of water swept by, the deep roared and lifted its waves on high. Sun and moon stood still in the heavens at the glint of your flying arrows, at the lightning of your flashing spear. In wrath you strode through the earth. And in anger you threshed the nations. You came out to deliver your people. To save your anointed one. (laughs) This is so terrible. (laughs) You crushed the leader of the land of wickedness. You stripped him from head to foot. With his own spear you pierced his head. Oh shit, a headshot. (laughs) When his warriors stormed out to scatter us, gloating as though about to devour the wretched who were in hiding, you trampled the sea with your horses, churning the great waters. I heard and my heart pounded, my lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. That sounds gross. Sounds like he got fucked hard. A decay. With what? Decay crept into his bones? God damn. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, (laughs) This is peak. There's a tear in my beer and I'm crying for you, dear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. For the director of music on my stringed instruments. And that's the end of the song. You played that whole thing on a stringed instrument. Yeah, I know. And you know what? Honestly. What? I think I'm pretty good with this country singing. I sounded exactly like shit. (laughs) 
so what do you think? What do you think? Like, were you too focused on the singing to like pay attention to what it said? I mean, a, a, a little bit. I mean, I was really just trying to get like a beat and recite the words correctly without fucking them up too hard. I, I get that apparently God turned somebody into a deer and uh, they're rejoicing for their power in the Lord. And apparently somebody's going to get a headshot with a spear. All right. <laughs> well, I do. I remember specifically the headshot with a spear part. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, basically Habakkuk is saying God is great. You know, God mm-hmm. is good. His splendor is wonderful. He does all these wonderful things. He'll be with, with us forever. And then he, you know, continues basically explaining, even though all this shitty shit is happening, mm-hmm. it's going to be all right because God is with you. He is your strength. Okay. So, I mean, that's essentially the point, right? Right. And that's all That's all for today, right? That's all for today. All right. What are we learning next time? Is there going to be another song? I, I'd love. The Bible definitely seems like an entire country album, <laughs> you know, with the songs that they write in there. None of them rhyme. It's all very tear in my beer. Yeah. Kind of, kind of songs. Cause I mean, you're, you're just basically feeling like shit the entire time you're in the Old Testament. Yeah. Well, so. Next time we're going to get back into story um, a little, and then we're going to have some more Jeremiah prophecy. Yay. Mm-hmm. So basically Judah is going to become captive to Babylonia, right? Okay. And we're going to talk about that. The first, the first, I guess, deportations that are happening from Babylon, from Judah to Babylon. Um, and Jeremiah is going to tell them essentially why they're being ca- made captive, right? And how long it's going to be. He's going to tell them what's going to happen to Babylonia, right? They're going to shoot themselves in the dick foot face. <laughs> And then God will also, uh, through Jeremiah, right, uh, provide a judgment against the nations mm-hmm. and talk about the severity of it. Um, we're going to have a little bit of uh, wine. We're going to have some wine next week. Oh, yay. And uh, God's going to give Jeremiah a message for Judah while they drink wine. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you know, I did. I do remember one part in the song today, mm-hmm. uh, where it was talking about how a fig tree doesn't bear any fruit. Uh huh. It makes me think of the New Testament with Jesus when he gets all mad about the fig tree not bearing fruit. Yeah. But also in that particular parable, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the fig tree is representative of Israel, and yeah. so uh, it kind of makes sense that it would also be used uh, to represent something similar in that song. I think. Yeah, it's the fig tree has been used in a representative way several times in the Old Testament. This is it's a it's imagery that they use throughout. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the New Testament writers would have known this. That's why they had Jesus be mad at a fig tree that didn't bear any fruit at a season. They would have known about it absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because despite what some people like to say, the people who wrote the Bible were not illiterate goat herders. No, they were very intelligent rabbis. So. There you go. All right. So if you guys want to learn about, um, let's see, next week is more 
King story? Well, we've got some Kings and Chronicles, but right. may, th- we just start out with that. And uh-huh. it's the, remember, we're going to talk about the first deportations and the captivity starts. Right. And then we're going to have Jeremiah's prophecies regarding the captivity. Okay. So tomorrow we're doing both King story stuff and Jeremiah yep. prophecies. Well, next time. Well, uh, n- yeah, next time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, if you guys want to hear more about this, then uh, I suggest you tune in next week. Uh, to learn more about Jeremiah's insane ramblings while he's, uh, you know, stumbling naked through temple courtyards. Drinking wine. Drinking drinking wine and, um, you know, doing weird stuff in there. Um, <laughs> then tune in next week, and I guess we will see you guys then. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. <laughs>